welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. I'm here to introduce our, our special guest. So we have the joy of welcoming Philip Johnson. Um, Philip, for those who don't know Philip, him and Tracy went to the Philippines 18 years ago um, to the mission field, and uh, they're just back this year um, with three daughters now, and they've moved back to Kalibaki. They felt God had called them back, and they've spoke here many times, and we just love having them. Um, Philip's very easy to listen to. He's very gentle. Um, you have a lovely soft. I love your voice. I could listen to you a lot. Um, so you will enjoy, um, Philip, you'll enjoy the message that he has to bring. So give him a, a wee round of applause and su- encourage him. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. It's a joy to be with you again. And uh, we're happy to be with you. Tracy, my wife, and uh, my other daughters send their love. Um, we're actually still in Bershean, but hopefully next weekend or the weekend after we'll be in Kalibaki. Um So um, we're uh, still in transition. <laughs> so we really thank God that we can be here this morning. And, and uh, so let's just let's just pray. And Father, we thank you so much for your presence here. Thank you for Pastor Karen at. Uh, uh, in that other church, give her a wonderful service and, and ministry there. Uh, and we thank you, Father, as we look to your word, and as we yield to your spirit, we thank you this morning that we have ears to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying and that we have a heart to receive and we're yielded to you. We thank you that every eye will be on you, every ear open to you, Father. So we thank you in advance for what you're going to do this morning. We give you praise and glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I really enjoyed the worship. Thank you to those who led us in worship this morning. And uh, I'd like to look this morning at some uh, scriptures uh, uh, from the Word of God, and uh, this is uh, some thoughts that's been stirring in my heart for quite a while now. And uh, so, in Revelation chapter twenty-two and uh, verse one, it tells us there. This is John, and I remember John had. Uh, visions, and, and, and uh, it tells us there, it says, and, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. So here John, he is this vision or this revelation that he, he sees this pure river of water of life. And it's clear as crystal. And it's proceeding. There's a continual flow from the throne and from the Lamb. 
And you know, we're invited to that throne. What did Hebrews tell us? You remember, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, where that river of life, pure as crystal, flows, proceeds continually. That, that river is flowing. It's flowing here this morning. It was flowing in worship, and it continues to flow from the throne and from the Lamb. Amen. And, you know, in, in Psalm 46 and verse 4, David said, there is a river. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of God. There is a river, and it's proceeding from the throne and from the Lamb. It's pure as crystal. It's the river of life. That's good news. That is very good news. And, and also, in Psalm 36 and verse 7 to 9, it, uh, David says, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Verse 8, they, they shall be abundantly satisfied with fatness of thy house, and, they, and you shall make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. When's the last time you had a good drink of the river of life? of the presence of God. Amen. Amen. You've been invited to this prayer meeting on prayer and fasting next week. Is it next week? This week? Next week. You can come and drink of the river of life that's flowing freely. Look what verse 9 of Psalm 36 says. David says it so clearly, so wonderfully. He says, For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light we do see light. Jesus is the fountain of living water. Amen. He's the fountain of living water. He's the fountain of life. We can come boldly to that throne of grace because he has invited us. That where the Lamb sits and the river proceeds from the throne and from the Lamb. And he says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We can come and drink from the river of life because he is our life. What did Paul say? He said, he said Christ who is our life. He's our life. You know, remember in Revelation, he said, uh, Jesus said to one of the churches, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And he's not talking about the church door. He's talking about our heart's door. I stand at your door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him. And what's the word he used? He says, I will sup with him and he with me. Fellowship, drinking in each other's fellowship 
and presence. We enjoy his presence, but let me tell you, he enjoys your presence. Why? Because he created us. God, he created us to fellowship with us. Wonderful. Wonderful. This is the good news that we share. It's good news. It's wonderful news. And if people really seen Jesus for who he really is, they would come. Amen. He's the fountain of life. David, David cried out, and he said in Psalm 63, verse 1, he says, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. How many times in that one verse did David said he would seek God? <laughs> I, I seek you. You know, don't seek. I always told people, don't seek after healing. Seek the healer. Don't, don't seek provision. Seek the provider. Seek him. David said, early will I seek you. My soul is thirsty for thee. My flesh longs for thee as a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Do we need a, a greater thirst for him and him alone and his presence? Uh, my father had a, a prayer meeting or a, it was a, a prayer union that he actually, it was every Wednesday night for 40 years. And he used to sing out of the old hymn books and uh, he had to. He always started like singing about two or three songs about the blood of Jesus before he really got started. That was how those little prayer meetings went, and it was in a little. I remember it was a little wooden floors, and there was a super sair heater sat, and and it was cold. And the, when you put on the super sair heater, then the condensation ran down the walls. You know, it was one of those old. And and at the doorway there was a. Uh, there was like a, a porch thing, like a piece of wood that came this way and that way, so you didn't see who was coming in. But uh, the, uh, the wind would have blew and the door would have rattled, and you thought, oh, there's more people coming. But it wasn't. It was just the wind rattling in the door. But in those little prayer meetings, my, my dad, and there's one song, it was, it was one of his favorite hymns was, Revive Thy Work, O God. Don't know if you know that old hymn. Revive thy work, O God. Thy mighty arm make bare. Speak with the voice that wakes the dead and let thy people hear. And then the chorus was, Revive thy work, O God. Give Pentecostal showers. Be thine the glory, thine alone. The blessing, Lord, be ours. And then one of the, the other choruses was, Revive Thy work, O God, create soul thirst for thee. A hungering for the bread of life, O may our spirits be. We need a, a greater thirst, a greater hunger for his presence, for him and him alone. Like that song you picked. We love the sound 
of his robes when he walks in the room. Wonderful. You know why are we here this morning? Oh, it's Sunday morning. I better go to church. <laughs> no, you should be here with a hunger and a thirst for him and him alone. That's why we're here. That, that, the, the last part of that verse says, David cried out, he says, I, my flesh longs for you as a dry and thirsty land where no water is. I remember the time we lived in the Philippines, and in 2013 there was a, a, a very large earthquake, and the earthquake destroyed the water lines. And we, you know, the Philippines is a very hot climate, a very humid climate, so you need lots of water. And I remember uh, for days that was all I did was going out from my house searching for water to get water to drink. And you had to wait for um, sometimes hours just to get water. How important water is in the natural we need a drink spiritually. We need to continually drink from the rivers of his pleasure and seek him. David knew it. David said, Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2. We used to sing that old, as the deer pants for the waters. That, actually, that word panteth means braise. It's, you know, you ever hear a donkey brain? <laughs> a donkey brays because it needs water. It's calling out. And he said, as, a, as the deer panteth or brays or cries out for the waters, the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? David had a, a thirst and a hunger after God, after the presence of God, a soul thirst. Create a greater soul thirst in me, O God, after you, should be our prayers. You know, Jeremiah had a problem in his day, and Jeremiah was told by God, don't be afraid of their faces, speak what I tell you to speak. And in chapter 1 of Jeremiah, and then in chapter 2, he, he, his problem was, he, he calls out in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, and he says, for my people, not talking about unbelievers, not talking about uh, uh, the other people, but my people have committed two evils. What's the two evils, Jeremiah, that the people have committed? Number one, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. Number two, they have hewn out cisterns. And then he reminds them, they're broken cisterns <laughs> that can hold no water. You know, I... I, I like to just, you know, challenge each one of us, including myself, what are we drinking from in a daily basis? What are we drinking from? What is the cistern we're drinking from? Are we taking time 
in his presence to fellowship, to drink from his word, to drink from his spirit, to enjoy him, sup with him and he with me. You know, we do find time for other things. And you can do it as you drive down the car and in the car and you can fellowship with him. You can, you can do it on your way to work, on your lunch break, and we can make time for his presence. See, Jesus also had the same problem in John 7, verse 37 and 38, and it was the last day and the great day of the feast. And you see, there was a great feast, and they were obviously drinking and eating of many things. <laughs> And you would think at the last day and the great day of the feast, they would be satisfied. But Jesus knew, no, you need something more. You've had a great feast. It's a great day. It's the last day. But Jesus stood up and he cried. He says, if any man thirst, let him come to me. And what? Drink. Because he's the fountain of living water. He's that life that proceeded. So he says, come. Come to me and drink. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it's as easy as that. If you're thirsty this morning, you can just come. Just say, Jesus, here I am. I just I need your presence. Come to you and just drink the river of life, the fountain of living water that flows freely from the throne and from the Lamb. And then Jesus continues to say, he says, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, many believers do we have in here this morning that believe in Jesus, as the scriptures has said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. But notice first, you have to come and let the river flow in before it can flow out. You have to come and drink of his presence. Jesus said in Matthew 5 and verse 6, he says, blessed are those who do hunger and do thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. What are we filled with this morning? Are we filled with anxiety and fear and, and problems of this life and this world? What are we filled with? Or are we filled with the Spirit of the living God, full of faith, full of His presence, full of hope for a hopeless world? Are we full of Him because we've taken time to drink in his presence. I want to read an interesting scripture in, in, in Isaiah 44 and verse 3, please. And it says, it says, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing 
upon thy offspring. So here's, he's speaking that he, God will pour water upon him that's thirsty. But if you look at the rest of this, and then floods upon the dry ground, how would you like a flood of God's Spirit in your life? <laughs> Not just a little drip or a little drop, but a flood of His Spirit. A flood of His Spirit in your marriage, in your home, in your community, in this nation. What are we thirsting after? Him and Him alone? And then it says, I will... I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thy offspring. I want to tell you something that happened to me uh, about 40 years ago. And uh, I grew up in the Drones Road, if you know where that is. It used to be called the Ballycastle Line on the way to Armagh Ballycastle. And uh, so we lived uh, at my mum and dad. Uh, brought me up there, William and Margaret Johnston, and, and my mother's mother, so my grandmother was called Catherine McIntyre, and she lived with us. And Catherine McIntyre was very gentle, very peaceful, very prayerful lady. And so every Sunday after church, uh, she we had church, and then you had your Sunday lunch and, and your desserts, and then grandma brought out these bags of uh, fruit bonbons, if you do remember them. Some of you do, some of you maybe don't. I don't know if you can still get them. Maybe in that little shop down in Donachadee you can get them. <laughs> you know, those fruit bonbons. So we all got one fruit bonbon each. I've got two brothers, Stephen and Paul and myself. And so grandma would sit in the living room and she would make us sit down on the, on the carpet uh, uh, in the little living room where it was warm and it was cozy. And, and there was no television on a Sunday and there was no distractions like we heard earlier. There was, there, was, there was no radio. And Grandma would sit down and she'd say, this is a day of rest. And just sit there. And, and Grandma would sit and she would close her eyes. And we would look, you know, we're only boys. We're only like six, seven years old. And we'd look at Grandma and we'd think, is grandma praying? <laughs> and I thought, no, no, grandma's not praying. And then we would look at her again. Is, is grandma sleeping? Oh, no, no, grandma's not sleeping. And, you know, we would sit there in, in, in the silence. Then all of a sudden, the presence of the Lord would move in to that little living room. We would sit there. It seemed like we sat for a long time just in the presence of the Lord. That was over 40 years ago. That's as real to me today as it was back then. What was Grandma doing? She was thirsty for the presence of God. And she taught us to taste and see that the Lord is good. 
by her example. And grandma, so that verse became very real to me. I will pour water on him that is thirsty. Floods on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit upon thy seed. My grandma's hunger and thirst not only affected her life and filled her life, but overflowed to her children and her grandchildren. And my blessing upon thy offspring. And, you know, my, my brother Stephen today is the pastor of uh, Victory Praise Community Church in Balamina. And he sat there as a little boy beside me in the presence of the Lord. We just take a drink of his presence. His presence is here right now. Not only affects your life, it will affect the lives of those around you. That testimony that you shared at the start is so wonderful. What was it, 13 men just worshiping God, just getting filled of the presence of God, just magnifying the Lord. Their lives overflowed and affected a man picking up their cappuccino cups or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, those, that's the way God has designed it. Our lives will be filled to overflowing and our others would be affected. Somebody described it this way and I thought it was very good. Uh, were you ever at a wedding and at a wedding uh, sometimes they have a, a big table and they have glasses all sitting and then they have glasses on top of them and on top and it's built like a pyramid until at the very top there's only one glass. And then so the waiters come and, and they start to pour. They pour into the top, the glass that's at the top, the one, just one glass. And they pour and they pour and they pour and the glass starts to fill and fill and fill, but they don't stop pouring. And the glass starts to overflow into those that that glass is connected to. And, and they keep pouring and keep pouring and keep pouring and then they maybe get more and they pour more until all the glasses are filled from the one glass that overflowed. But they're all connected. Can I say this morning, you're placed, those men were placed in a position and overflowed and it affected with those, affected that man came to the Lord because some men overflowed with the presence of God. Just like your wonderful life, you kept drinking of his presence, kept seeking the Lord, affected your family and children and grandchildren. For those who are thirsty, it doesn't only fill our lives but it fills us till we overflow and affects those around us. I will pour out 
my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thy offspring. Jesus was talking about the spirit of the living God. In John 7, 38, he says, but he spake of the spirit which they had believed on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. When Jesus was glorified, the spirit of the Lord was uh, came and the people could drink of the Spirit of God and be filled with the Spirit of the living God. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16, 17, and 18, it tells us that we're to be redeeming the time because the days are evil. These are wonderful opportunities to redeem the time. Next week, come to these prayer meetings. Come to this time of prayer and fasting. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And what is the will of the Lord? Be not drunk with wine wherein is access, but be filled with the Spirit. We need to be filled, and that word be filled with the Spirit means be continually filled of the Spirit. Because we're continually pouring out. We need to continually have a continual fellowship and intimacy and drinking from the presence of the living God on a daily basis. We need to become, we need to drink heavily of His presence, of the fountain, the river of the fountain of living water. We need to drink continually. Because it proceeds continually. It's available continually. We need to drink from that river of life that proceeds from the throne and from the Lamb. I remember one of my friends told me about, he was traveling one time uh, on an airplane, and he was from Northern Ireland, and he met someone from another country, and they started to talk, and they said, oh, where are you from? Oh, he says, I'm from Northern Ireland. It's just this oh, I believe you've got very good drink over there. You've got this drink and that drink. And he named, this man started naming all these drinks and, and wines and spirits. So my friend was very evangelistic and he took the opportunity. He says, oh no, we've got an even better spirit in Northern Ireland than that. So he introduced him to the Holy Spirit of God that you could drink from. I think the man actually came to the Lord on the airplane. <laughs> you know, God can use anything. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we have a wonderful spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord is upon us. Amen. When you go to your grocery store, you go to your work, the spirit of the Lord is upon you. Amen. And we need to continually just drink of his presence and drink of his words and drink of his, his, uh, his uh, that river of life that flows freely so that we become filled and filled and filled just like that little glass and we overflow to those around us, bringing healing and a change. See, Jesus said the kingdom, the kingdom has come, kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Remember the early disciples, what happened to them in Acts chapter 2? Jesus says, now wait. You've been commissioned, but you need to wait till the Spirit of God comes upon you. 
And when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you shall receive power. And what happened to the disciples in Acts chapter 2, verse 4? And it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they went out. And because they were so filled with the presence of God and the river of life that began to, out of their belly flowed rivers of living waters and 3,000 souls came to the Lord. So they poured out. They received in Acts chapter 2 and then in Acts chapter 4 they had a prayer meeting. Wonderful, we're having a prayer meeting next week here. Get along. And they prayed and the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled. The same disciples who were filled in Acts chapter 2. They went out and they ministered and poured out. That river of life flowed out from them. And they came back and they prayed. And they were all filled again with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak the word of God with boldness. If there's ever a time in the church that we need people to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speak the word with boldness, it is today. Amen. We're not to be the church just sitting in the corner praying, well, Lord, come back and get us out of here soon. No, we're to be full of the Holy Ghost and bringing the life and the presence of God into our, 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 our streets and our communities and our, our places of work. Uh, last time I was here, Jonathan uh, told me the story about men in this very town, and you'll keep me right if I get it wrong, but in this very town, and that they were so hungry and so thirsty after God that they, they stood in a river, was that correct? Uh, and up to their necks in, in water. They stood, in this very town, they stood in water up to their necks to cry out to God. And the reason they stood in the water at Nighttime was so they wouldn't fall asleep. A sign of repentance and thirsting for the Lord. And, and they stood and they cried out. And they cried out. And the glory of the Lord fell. And the presence of the Lord fell in this very town. Because men thirst and hungered after God. And that was the reason this street is called Silver silver stream because the glory of the Lord they saw it in the stream or in the river hallelujah your life matters you're full of the spirit of God and the river of living water you can bring life to this dying world around you out of your belly will flow Rivers of living water to a thirsty, dry land. Joel prophesied in Joel 2, verse 28 and 29. He says, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That includes you and me, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions, and also upon your servants and upon your handmaidens. In those days will I pour out of my spirit. It's a promise from him that he will pour out of his spirit upon you. Not just on you, but on your 
sons and daughters and servants and everybody around you. There's enough for everyone. If the river is proceeding from the throne and from the Lamb, we can drink from His presence on a daily basis. The river of life. That river is for the healing of the nations in Revelation, it says. But it has to flow from the throne to the believers in the body of Christ and then to the world. Out to those who are lost and dying. Fill us afresh, Lord, with your presence and your spirit. Fill us afresh and anew with your words. In Romans chapter 15, verse 13, I love this verse, and it starts with the word now. God's the God of now. Now faith is. Now. You know why it's always now with God? Because in, in the spirit, there's no time. You know, everything in, in heaven is now. It's now. So, God says now. Romans, it says here, now, the God of hope. What's the God to do? Fill you. <laughs> do you believe that this morning? Right now, if you're a little bit discouraged, if you're a little bit downcast, if you have sickness in your body, right now, the God of hope can fill you. And what's he got to fill you with? More problems? (laughs) No. (laughs) More discouragement? No. (laughs) No, that's not my father. (laughs) No, that's not my God. (laughs) What's he got to fill you with? All joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength this morning. Amen? The joy of the Lord is our strength. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yeah, when's the last time you had a good laugh? Amen? It's good. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Amen? You need to be full of joy in these days. So many people have lost their joy due to circumstances. But the, we've got, what, remember that old song, we've got a river of life flowing out through me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Opens prison's doors, sets the captive free. I've got a river of life flowing out through me. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now the God of hope, he's a God of hope, fill you. Let him fill you with his presence. Let him fill you with the Holy Ghost. Let him fill you with that river of life that proceeds freely from the throne and from the Lamb. Let him fill you with all joy. In his presence is fullness of joy. What does that look like? C.S. Lewis says the serious business of heaven is joy. (laughs) The serious business of heaven is joy. In his presence it's fullness of joy. I remember reading a story one time or hearing a story of this, this uh, lady pastor and she was in ministry and she was going through all these struggles and all these 
problems, and she was in prayer, and she was seeking the Lord, and all of a sudden she had this vision that she was in heaven. And everybody in heaven was just laughing and rejoicing, and it was just the presence of God, and it was full of joy, and they were so excited, and she was almost upset. Do they not know the problems I have on earth? <laughs> and, and it was like the Lord was saying, no, in, in his presence is fullness of joy. You know, we need to live from a, a, a different realm. We, we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yes, there is problems. Yes, there is circumstances. But the greater one is in us. And if he is in us and he is for us, who and what can be against us in these days? Amen. Amen. We are overcomers. More than conquerors through him who loved us. He loves us this morning. He's not against us. He's for us. He's with us. He's in us by His Spirit. And He wants to fill you again this morning with all joy and peace. Does anybody need peace this morning? Kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, shalom. He can fill you with peace. You don't need to worry about the past because God was with you in the past. You don't need to worry about the present because God is with you in the present. And you don't need to worry about the future because he'll be with you in the future. You can just rest, be at peace in your Father's love for you. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. We believe he's a good, good father. We were singing it earlier. That, what's the reason that he would fill you with all joy and hope and peace in believing? That you may abound. God wants us to abound in these days. Abound. He wants us to abound. He wants us to be that river, not only to flow in, but to flow out. That we're abounding in what? What does it say? We're abounding in hope. So when you go to work tomorrow morning, because you've drunk so much of his presence in church and in fellowship with him and his word, you're going into work tomorrow morning and you're abounding in hope and your workmates are saying, what's happened? Yeah. <laughs> you're full and you're overflowing with hope and bringing hope. And that's bringing the kingdom of God into that workplace and peace. When you walk in, the spirit of God walks in with you. Amen. Amen. You bring, when you encourage someone or pray or lay hands on them, you're bringing the kingdom of God. Amen. The peace, the righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, that ye may abound in hope. Are you abounding in hope this morning? If not, now the God of peace, the God of hope, can fill you with joy and peace in believing, that we can abound. We're abounding in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the third person of the Godhead. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen.
He's in you, and he can fill you afresh every day. Every day. Remember, the children of Israel, every morning they had to go out and they had to gather fresh manna. He has something fresh and new for you every day. And it's that river of life that flows freely from the throne and from the Lamb. What does Lamentations tell us? He says, his compassions, they feel not. They are new, new every morning, new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. He has something new for you this morning. Take another drink of his presence. Just be like that deer that panteth after you, O God. I'm hungry, I'm thirsty for you. I desire you and you alone. Let him fill you with his spirit. Let him fill you with his presence. Let him fill you with his joy and his peace in believing that you can abound. You can abound. Hallelujah. And that your life can never be the same. I believe one of the reasons, and there's many reasons, I know it's God's call and all, but my grandmother, 40 years ago, thirst, was thirsty after the presence of God and it affected her grandchildren. It's one of the reasons I'm here today. So thirst after him. Thank you, Father. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk or find us on Facebook.